0: Mentors Collective, what's going on? This is going to be a note for all of the blue-collar workers out there, and not only if you're blue-collar workers, but people who know, people who are in blue-collar. This episode's going to be for you for a couple of reasons. One, blue-collar workers have an idea in their mind that entrepreneurs are special. They have special education. They have special advantages. And I'm going to dispel all of that with the help of a friend on this episode, John Seaman, who has been a blue-collar worker and has taken... All of what life has dealt and been turned into a, a million-dollar company. And we're going hoping to inspire some blue-collar workers on this episode, of specific strategies and tactics that you can use to get all of the advantages that entrepreneurs have. There's no reason that you can't do it, and John and I are going to tell you exactly why. So, John, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on here. Appreciate you. Uh,
0: and just to kind of kick things off, what is the elevator story, John? How did you go from blue-collar worker to...
1: A successful entrepreneur. What was that journey? Uh, not a real long journey, but not a, not a real easy one either, man. It was, uh, you know, working in the field, you know, I, I knew that there was a point that I, I didn't necessarily want to be in the field my entire life. I want to be able to have an exit strategy to the backside of this thing, you know? So, uh, you know, quickly learned that there was systems and processes and stuff i was going to have to put into place i didn't know what those were so i got some mentorship and some coaching and stuff to help me start putting those systems in place and starting to be able to start the journey of taking my step myself out of the the field and you know working more on the business than in the business um there's not a one two three step punch that you know you can go through at that because every business is is different um but there is a journey that you're going to have to take of you know building out how do you do everything so that you can get a little more of your freedom back and be able to work on your business and be able to scale it and grow it and get the right people in
0: and it's an interesting conversation right you look at different categories and groups of people who are at different advantages and disadvantages compared to each other i've talked to single moms i've talked to grandparents about what their entrepreneurial journey would look like what they need to overcome in order to be Mm -hmm. successful And I imagine blue-collar workers have their own unique set
1: of disadvantages and hurdles that they need to overcome. What are those hurdles? They do, man. And, you know, uh, the blue-collar industry is an industry in itself that, you know, is a little bit unique, but essentially it doesn't really matter what the business is. Building a business is building a business. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a bakery or blue-collar. Blue-collar for sure has its own – hurdles that, that, you know, you're going to have to get over, you know, you're, you're working with all kinds of conditions that are unexpected. Um, But number one, the biggest issue is, is help. You know, a lot of guys, you know, are really, really good at what they do and they want to start a business because of that. Uh, But if you want to grow and scale a business and be able to kind of work your way out of being in the field every single day, you can't be the guy out there doing it every single day. And you have to have great guys that you can rely on to help build the business with you and if those folks aren't available then there's no way to grow and build and scale a business you know right and there's probably specific <clears throat> hurdles that we're we're going to discuss for how to
0: overcome them leadership and teamwork and recruiting is definitely going to be an aspect here but are there specific like industries that blue collar workers tend to go into that you'd
1: recommend they go into <sighs> Um. No, not not necessarily a specific industry because there's a huge opportunity in, in a lot of different fields in the blue collar industry, right? Like, so you can become an electrician, you can become a plumber, you can become a mechanic, you can become a carpenter, and and there's huge opportunities of the financial opportunities that you can gain by being in any of those different sectors of the blue collar industry. Yeah, and I think people. That's really
0: interesting, because as an entrepreneur and a business owner, and we say blue collar entrepreneurship, the term itself doesn't really mean that much to me. So I'd like to take a step back uh, and hear a little bit about what blue collar entrepreneurship is, because you mentioned electrician, plumber. These Mm -hmm. are things that I don't necessarily think about every day as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, but they're business models and industries that blue collar workers who are already doing these things probably already know a lot about. So let's let's talk about those those types of businesses, because they're a little bit different than, than my field of expertise. Like, how do you it, go from it, electrician to owning an electrician company?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, you know, there's there's kind of a a, a stigma around the the quote unquote term entrepreneur. Right. Oh, yeah. and specifically with blue collar guys, you know, the, the definition of entrepreneur is just someone that's willing to take more financial risk you know, than usual. And I don't know anyone better than someone in the blue collar industry that's going out on their own. That's kind of, that's wanting to start their own gig that's taking more risk than anybody, you know, because most of these guys have families to provide for. Uh, Most of them want nicer things, you know, they're, they're, a lot of them are leaving some kind of security wherever they're at to go start their own thing. So to me, You are the absolute definition of an entrepreneur, whether you want to call yourself that or not. So, you know, those guys that are that are going out and starting their own thing, they're taking a ton of financial risk, but can have a ton of reward uh, with that. You know, And, and, you know, like you said, there's a lot of folks that don't even think about the the there's so many different sectors in the blue collar industry, like electrician, plumber, mechanic, all those different sectors. But, and, and, you know, there's a lot, there's a, there's also a lot of guys who are like, which, which one should I go to, which is more advantageous. And there's, there's some like, you know, pipeline stuff like that, that pays really, really well uh, for less work. But, you know, you really got to know what you like to do too, you know, what your background is what you're interested in doing and there's not necessarily a right or wrong path in the blue collar industry and some people don't even pick a particular thing number 1 they may just be a general contractor and do large jobs and you know have all these other guys under an umbrella and there's another huge thing too where people like to learn different trades all the time. And so they'll go apprentice under people and learn, you know, a whole skill set of electric electrical. They'll learn a skill set of plumbing. They'll learn a skill set of HVAC. And without these guys, all the other folks that aren't in the blue collar industry don't have places to work out of. They don't have cars to drive. They don't have houses to go back to. They don't have roads to drive on, you know? So I don't think there's a right or wrong sector to go into in the blue collar industry. Fair. I'm probably asking
0: the wrong question. I guess the better question is, what is the typical roadmap for a blue collar entrepreneur? And correct me if I'm wrong, but what it sounds like is you're a blue collar worker. Take, you know, mechanic, plumber, electrician, some of the the more common ones that people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. And you're working at uh, an electrician company or a plumbing company or a a shop. And Mm -hmm. you want to go into business for yourself. You want to be an entrepreneur is the typical yeah. roadmap. They usually find someone to come with them. And then I guess they take the normal steps that any entrepreneur would, right? They incorporate, they yep. uh, get a bank account for their company. They find a location, maybe if it's a mechanic and they're opening a shop, or maybe they get a mm-hmm. truck if they're an electrician or a plumber and they buy their own equipment. Yeah. What does that roadmap typically look like?
1: Yeah, so those, that, that, those first couple steps are extremely, I'd say uh, simple, maybe not easy, uh, but extremely simple, man, like you said, you know, the, the, of course, the first steps that everyone recommends on getting the LLC and bank account and all that stuff set up so that you're, you're, you're properly setting up a real business, right? And a lot of these guys don't even need a place to work out of most of these guys, even guys that are doing seven figures are still working out of their house, because there's not a storefront you have to have, you know, there's, there's a facade of who you are, what you do, your website, your trucks that are branded your guys working in shirts and stuff. So you know, it's. I think the, of course, all those all those steps that you always hear about. You know, everyone knows that that process. But then going out, starting your thing, doing really good work. But the most important thing starting out right there is is starting to write down how do we do these things. How how do we go do the skill set that you know how to do, yes. uh, which even that is is a very simple process. You know. If you're an electrician, how do we replace receptacles and how do we re- replace outlets? How do we wire in a new home? Uh, same thing with plumbers or any other trade you want to you want to look at. And then you need to find help that you can show that system to. That that's very easily trainable, and then you start working your way out of the, out of being in the field with those guys. That guy then can take that system and show it to another guy that just came in, and you just keep building that over and over and over. And then, you know, there's some back of house stuff that you, of course, have to do while you grow with other systems, office, marketing, stuff like that, that we could go into that's also very simple as well. It's just a big different, it's just a big ecosystem that has different parts of growing and building a business. There's a lot of work to it, and, and it takes a lot of energy, of course, but uh, it's something, again, that's, that's not necessarily easy, but very, very simple. I remember, I know we, we say it's simple. I've
0: started, I think, eight companies at this point. The first time yeah. I incorporated my first company, you'd think it was simple now. Now I know how easy it is. Originally, <laughs> I was living in Tallahassee, uh, and I printed out the LLC papers, and I signed all of them, and I filled out all the documents, and I brought it into the Capitol building to like go look for the actual office instead of just filing online. Uh, but yeah. that took me like a, a month to figure out. So for any blue-collar workers out here like, I can't figure out step number one. Uh, go go find a mentor or someone who's done it before. They'll save you so much. Heaven.
1: Yeah. And, man, there's so many places online and stuff that, that can help out with those easy first steps. You know, yes. I mean, there's so many people nowadays that are opening businesses. There's businesses that just help you to open a business. You know, so, you know, I, I think one of the biggest things that people are getting, a, you know, are having the big hurdle up front is they're they're sitting back and they're planning and planning and planning on how they're going to do this thing. Well, right. You know, dude, the first step is just taking a step. You know, you're going to have to take some kind of action to go out and plan and, and start doing something. You can plan all day long, but, you know, if you're waiting for the perfect storm, it's never going to happen, you know.
0: Right. People get so caught up waiting for everything to be perfectly aligned. The website needs to be done before I can start selling. The logo needs yeah. to be done before I can build a website. Uh, all of these things that just get jumbled in our head and they create excuses for us not to take action. So mentorship, business coach, like you said, there's services out there to help are all there for you and not just to tell you what to do, but to hold you accountable and make sure that you're actually checking things off your list and moving on to the next steps. Uh, John, let's talk through some of the hurdles that people need to think through mentally and financially in order to take that step. The leap away from being an employee to I guess, a freelancer, which is what you are when you it's just you kind of working for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not fully a business owner yet. You're just kind of freelancing, selling your services for your time. Uh, is scary, right? You have to go find your own clients. You have to market. You yeah. can't re- you don't, you're not relying on a paycheck anymore. So what do these people need to think about in terms of what they already have saved and mm-hmm. what to expect for that first three, six, even
1: 12 months? I'll be honest with you man I'm I'm probably the worst coach in that in that element because uh, uh, I've always believed myself to be the hardest worker in the room and um, going back to what I was just talking about I not sitting around and creating a perfect plan to start I've always believed in just hard work will persevere in tenacity. Um, the smart answer for me to tell folks if I was a coach is to make sure that she got six months of, of make sure that you're going to be able to pay all your bills, make sure you're going to be able to get gas to get to the jobs, make sure you're going to be able to pay your help. That's the smart answer. But, uh, again, man, you know, you can plan and plan and plan, but. I'm a firm believer in going out and taking enough action that it's going to happen anyway, which takes tons and tons of energy. And that's the number one misconception I think with becoming a business owner is that a lot of folks think that, well, I'm getting out of the nine to five because it's going to be a little bit easier and I'm going to be able to dictate my schedule and this and that. Well, if that's your mindset, then getting into any business, never mind the blue collar industry is, is not the path that you should be taking. You need to understand that when you're going to make that leap, that you're now having to put in a lot more energy to run that business, especially getting it off the ground. You know, when you, when you're, when you're working to get a business off the ground, it's a 24 seven grind that you're not going to be able to let your foot off the gas of. Um, And then, you know, you can build and build and build and get to a point of cruise control if you want to, and let your foot off the fuel a little bit, if you don't care to continue to scale. But you know going back to your your question the answer would be you know make sure you have six months in reserves in, in in the bank before you go out and make that leap of faith but coupled with that be sure that you're ready and willing to take as much energy as needed to get that thing off the ground and really you know there's a, there's statistics that say you know businesses don't make it past the first year year and a half and three years so you need to know that it's not just the first couple months that it's going to take a lot of hustle and grind. It's It's going to, you're going to have to focus for quite some time to get that ball rolling and get it to get some momentum. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's <laughs> something that a lot of businesses have
0: in common, right? It's the rate at which they fail and it's getting them off the ground is very, very hard. When you're yeah. starting, you're wearing every single hat. You can't hire a marketing agency. You don't have the money for that. You can't hire a COO. You can't hire a bunch of people under you to do all the manual labor. You're going to be doing everything and it's going to be an 80 hour per week job. You're going to have to learn skills that you may never have thought you needed to learn. You might not learn how to market online. Something that I'm uh, I'm sure a lot of blue collar workers had never thought about as a possibility. But chances are that's that hat's going to fall on you as you're starting Mm -hmm. out.
1: Uh,
0: Mm -hmm. Any other skills that you think are valuable for blue collar workers to learn as they're as they're going branching off to do their own thing?
1: Well, just a couple with what you just said, you know, that's, that's extremely important. And I don't want to skip over that. Let's do it. Especially with the answer, the question you just asked that would, that would be my answer is that you have to be willing to wear all those hats, you know, backing up again to your last question of how much should you have in reserves and stuff? Well, you can have nothing in reserves if you're willing to pay everybody for all those hats, you know? Right. I'm sorry. I, that, that was, the wrong analogy you you can have, you can have no money if you're willing to wear all those hats, but if you're not willing to wear all those hats, then you're gonna have to have a bunch of money in the bank to pay someone to do your marketing, to do your website, to do your sales, to help train people, to get all new equipment. You know, that's, it takes a lot to do all that. But if you're willing to wear the hat and you're willing to learn the skill set, which is a lot, man, like you said, it's, you know, it's customer service, it's doing the stuff in the office, which is taxes and payroll and, all that stuff, getting permits. You, you got to learn new things as a business owner because now you're not doing the skill set that you know already that you know how to do because you, you've probably been doing it for a long time at this point. And you're so good at it. You think, well, I'm just going to go start a business. Well, the minute you make that decision into that transition, you now are learning all new skill sets of being a business owner. It's, you might as well just forget the skill that you have of the trade because it's a ton that you're that you're having to learn and you know if everyone can there's there's people that you can hire for every single aspect of it uh but starting out when you know money's going to be tight and you're taking that risk you need to just be willing to learn all those skill sets uh and and that means being a sponge to everybody around you that's already doing it get around other business owners talk to them about what they're struggling about because like i said in the beginning of this it doesn't matter what the actual business is. It's all, it's still all just running the business. You know, everyone that a doctor still has the same problems that the blue collar guys have, you know, you still have patients, you still have money problems, you still have invoice and you still have marketing. You still have the roof over your head that you're having to worry about. So it's just, just being willing to learn everything that you can learn about business ownership. Yeah, and I'll add one more thing to that because
0: I've seen this happen over and over again. As business owners will come in, they'll take a business loan, they'll hire a marketing agency, they'll hire uh, someone to come in and help with their systems and their accounting. And because they don't have any knowledge of those things, they'll end up paying an yeah. SEO agency a, t- a ton of money, a lead yeah. gen agency, a ton of money, a web design company, a ton of money. And if you don't understand, at least on the surface level, what you're hiring this company to do, and what that thing is, you're going to get taken advantage of. They're not going to do a very good job. It's not going to be tailored to you. And you can end up in a lot of trouble. So I would advise business owners, even if you do have access to the money to hire somebody, learn these things. Take the time. That's right. You, you don't need to be an expert, but it goes a long way to, to know the language and know what yeah. you're hiring somebody to do.
1: Yeah. E- even if you can learn 10% of each one of those That goes so far. I mean, it's, you know, let's just say for the plumber that's listening to this, you're not going to hire someone to plumb your house that knows absolutely nothing. If you know more than them, you're not going to hire them to do a job, right? So knowing just a little bit of the information, you can kind of weed out who really knows what they're talking about and who doesn't know what they're talking about. There's tons and tons of businesses that do you know, tons of different sectors of what you need for business ownership that are just, you know, I I don't want to use the term scam artist, but maybe not as good as what they're charging for, you know, and if you you know the lingo and you, like, like you said, you don't know, you don't have to know exactly how all of it works, but, you know, get your hands dirty for a little while and do it, do it a little bit yourself, get around people that can openly talk about what that product or service is. And learn a little bit from them. And before you hire someone, you know it's it's just like this, the trades. You're not going to hire someone that doesn't know what they're doing. You know, a hundred percent agree. And just to add an
0: analogy uh, that might make a, l- a little bit of sense, if I were to hire someone to align my tires, a mechanic, and they came ca- set, came in, they said, "I'm an awesome mechanic. Uh, pay me X amount of dollars." I have no idea how much this should cost, so I'm going to give them the money. They're going to come in my house. They're twist my steering wheel a couple times, say, all right, tires are are aligned, Here's, uh, pay me. I don't know anything about aligning their tires, what they're doing. I can't tell them that they're doing a bad job. I don't know the difference. Uh, However, if I did a bare minimum amount of research, watched a couple YouTube videos on what should be happening, did a little bit of research online to see what the average cost of tire alignment was, I would be so much more educated and so much more powerful in that conversation. So to any entrepreneur, go out there, get the baseline knowledge, do some shopping around, talk to some people before you hire anyone to do anything or, you'll won't yeah, you take advantage but, of as much.
1: That just goes back to the energy level, you know, of, you know, you, do you want to just pay the person and, and, and have low levels of energy and just get by and keep doing it? Or do you want to take the energy? Like you said, and watch the YouTube videos, do a little bit of research, maybe try it yourself, get around other people, you know, that does take some energy. It takes a little bit of hustle and takes a little bit of moving around and stuff, but uh at some point man it doesn't matter how much money you have the money's gonna run out if you just keep throwing money at your problem you know 100 percent. and try and not throw other people's money at your
0: problem without experience because you're probably gonna not only end up in a hole yourself but you're gonna end up owing a lot of people a lot of money anyways i feel like we've spent the first 20 minutes just scaring everybody out of starting their own company (laughs) (laughs) we're like you know you got to learn this this and this you're probably gonna fail you're going to get taken advantage of but really the the light at the end of the tunnel, the golden ticket, is when you've reached a point, you've, you've fought through all of this, and it's six, 12 months, maybe even 24 months down the line. And now you've got a steady stream of customers. You've got marketing that works. You've got people working under you. And now you're no longer trading your time for money. You're no longer spending your time at working as a plumber and electrician. You're a, a business owner, a real business owner, and you have freedom. You can do whatever you want.
1: So what is what is that like once you reach that level? What is What is the light at the end of the tunnel? Man, it's 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 awesome, dude. Because now you're buying time, you know. So you you've traded a lot of your time for money that you didn't you didn't have in the beginning, you know. But now, when you're stepping back and you're and you're being able to breathe and you're looking around at what you've built as a business owner, you're now multiplying time because you have guys under you that you're charging time for, you know. So now you've you've put in a couple years of hard work and a lot of energy and a, whole, a lot of hustle and a lot of grind and. You know, you can get to a point where you can kind of step back and breathe and look around. And you got money coming in. You can have fun with it. And now you can start strategically building your business and growing your business. And it gets really, really fun at that point. Um, and, it, and, you know, at that point, you should be making some pretty good money because in the blue collar industry, there's such a lack of help out here that it's almost in whatever sector it is, you know, elect- electrical plumbing, whatever. You almost have a monopoly in every single area that you're at. Because there's not a ton of these guys out here that are able to do this, this trained skill, you know, so you're you're able to charge very, very high prices, you know, I always try to charge a very fair price, because i say if you charge a fair price, you're always going to be in business, you know, but. You've got a lot of money coming in. You've built business. You've built the business up. You've gained a ton of your time back. You get to have fun and strategically build your business. You can run a business at that point if you've built an actual business and not a job from wherever you want to in the in the world. You know, uh, which is really really cool, man. Because you can be running the business on the beach somewhere if you want to. You know, if you've set the set the system up right, you did the hard work in the front end. You've got your systems and your procedures working for you then, dude, you can put it on cruise control if you want to, you know?
0: Right. And if you know what your goal is, maybe your goal is to make $150,000 a year. By the way, as an entrepreneur, $150,000 a year goes a lot farther than on a salary. So that's oh, yeah. that $150,000 as a salary is more like eighty dollars in a lot of states. As an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. it's closer to one hundred and fifty dollars if you do all the right things. Mm-hmm. But you work really hard for 12, 24 months, build this machine that is now making $150,000 while you sleep, you can go on cruise control. Like like John said, spend 5, 10 hours a week checking emails, making sure your team's doing, doing their job, upkeep, and spend time with your family. Do whatever you want. And if you're a little bit more ambitious, want to grow to a million, multi-million dollar company, you have that option too. And now you have leverage because you've got That's automatic right. money coming in and you've got people working under you. And just to <laughs> add one other thing, sorry, sorry about the rant. If you could do a good <laughs> job as a local blue collar company, and you are a good electrician. You're a good plumbing service. You are a good mechanic. You are going to have the most powerful tool in marketing at your disposal, and that's referral marketing. If you do a good job, people are going to be telling their neighbors, they're going to be telling their friends, and growth can be explosive overnight. Uh, And there's a lot lot of little things you can do to be better than the next guy.
1: Yeah, man, that's a, that you know, that's a huge topic too with this, with the blue collar industry is you, you can spend tons and tons of money and throw tons of money at marketing, but you can never outrun a bad reputation <sighs> and vice versa, vice versa. You know, you can, you can have a great reputation and really not have to spend much money at all on marketing. Because that that reputation is going to spread like wildfire, you know. And and you can also have you know whatever reputation you want to online, but people are still going to ask their neighbors and stuff about you. You know, they're going to see your trucks around. They're gonna they're going to be talking about you in different networks. You know, and as long as you do a great job and you do what you say you're going to do and you answer your phone whenever it rings. Dude, you're always going to be in business, especially with a, a trained skill uh, that that it takes to be in the blue collar industry. You know, it's 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 so easy, man, to be in in this business nowadays and make really good money and have a huge opportunity. You know, man, I totally agree with you. Uh, <clears throat> I, I hope
0: there's some blue collar workers listening to this right now that are feeling motivated and want to take some next steps. Uh, so, John, you're you're in this space. Uh, for those that are listening that want to. I guess get a little bit more information on the roadmap, get the checkpoints laid out to see what steps that they should take. I know we mentioned mm-hmm. a couple, but there's a lot, man. Like, that. We, there we is. Could, if I were to go through a list with you and talk about all the steps that it takes to start a, a business from ground zero to autopilot, it's, it's probably a thousand different bullet points. So what yeah, resource right. would you recommend
1: those blue collar
0: workers go to for help? Is there anything that you can, you can point to?
1: Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I would do, man, is go to someone local in your community. That's, that's where you want to be and just reach out to them man, and ask, you know, for a couple minutes of their time, most folks that are in this industry that are, are successful, especially they're more than happy to, to, to sit down, share a little bit of wisdom with you. It's really good too. If you can get someone that's in your area, some people are are competitive, but nine times out of 10, they're they they're more than willing to share some stuff with you, especially these younger dudes and stuff that are starting out, you know, that's, that's something that we need more of. So if, you know, young, young guys are coming to me in my area, I'm more than happy to help them. I've, I've helped a lot of my own employees go out and start their own thing. You know, I mean, we're, there's, there's so much market share out here that they're, you're, we're not going to see it. You know, we're not going to see that someone's coming into our area and doing more work, you know? Yes. And really, I enjoy competition. It makes it fun. But I, I would say just reach out to someone uh, that's local in your area. Ask to buy them some coffee. Deliver a little bit of value to them because then they're going to want to reciprocate that and and give that back to you. Uh, but, yeah, reach out to someone local. And then, of course, you know, there's there's coaches that you can pay. But I wouldn't start out with that. Um, I just start out getting your hands dirty. The best lessons are gonna, that you're going to ever learn are going to be the, the hits to the chin. you know. And sometimes those are very costly, but trying to learn from that local guy that you know, you can spend some shoulder-to-shoulder time and learn from his mistakes. hundred percent with you. A little
0: expert hack. Uh, if you're a plumber and you want to start a plumbing service and you happen to know the local electrician who runs an electrician company, go buy him lunch. He might have some clients yeah. to refer to you and vice versa. There's a lot of opportunity to be had within your own community. So talk to the oh, local yeah. entrepreneurs and local leaders.
1: <clears throat> yeah. When you're, when you're starting out, you know, that's the best networking and marketing is just reaching out to those other contractors that are in your area. Realtors, you know, there's, there's, there's normally in whatever area you're in, there's all kinds of communities that get together once a month uh, that you can just go sit in, listen to shake some hands, talk about what you do, try to add value to those folks, you know, it's super, super easy if you just talk to the folks around you, buy them a beer, buy them a coffee, uh, send them referrals. You start sending them referrals and they're going to say, hey, who's this guy who keeps sending me stuff, you know, and yeah. then they're going to want to send you referrals. You know, it it, it 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 works hand in hand, you know, and again, you know, some people are really competitive and it doesn't matter if they're competitive or not. If you're going to keep filling their pocket, they're going to try to fill yours, too, you know. Rising tide lifts all boats 100 percent. That's just right. Be likable.
0: Be giving uh always give more than you ask and you'll you'll be you'll be all set. John, tell me just briefly your your kind of story. What what were you doing in the blue collar space? What company did you start? Uh walk walk me through your entrepreneurial journey a little bit uh, in that regard.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um I started out really young. I like to tell folks that I grew up poor, so I had to start when I was I was a little younger than most folks, you know. I started out uh, racing dirt bikes and helping my dad on the weekends and stuff, doing construction, you know, to, to, to support the hobby that we had. And, um, you know, I really liked being out there and getting my hands dirty and stuff. And, uh, you know, I went off to college and, and got a job traveling for four years and traveled all over the United States. And I went as far as I could in that business and, um, decided it was time to start my own thing and go back into the trades and, do some remodeling and you know we we started that and, and, and I was doing remodeling and went and got my G C license and was doing custom homes and started some other businesses all in the in the blue collar industry. I started a tree business, grading and demolition. We now do large development you know, in, in line with all those other businesses and uh you know do a lot of real estate deals now. Um so yeah man I, I I've just built several different businesses all in the blue collar industry. Um that really kind of wash each other's hands too. You know, uh, one business gets to utilize another business and vice versa. You know, if we're going to develop some property and it has some structures on it, we can use JC grading and demolition to go demo the structures and then they grade it out and, and get it all ready. And then JC construction, can come in and build custom homes on it or spec homes or flips or multifamily stuff, you know, and then even after the house is built, we can come in and service the property afterwards. So Call that Uh, vertical integration john's one of those go-getters not not comfortable with 150k you're
0: you're building an (laughs) empire over there
1: (laughs) well like you know like you said earlier you know you build that business out to 150k and then you can either sit back and put it on cruise control or the really cool thing at that point is you just duplicate it you know you just duplicate whatever it was that you did you know and i don't like to slow down so i just kept duplicating and duplicating and duplicating and now we're building and building and building and scaling uh which you know is a different different element of the of business but I started out just like everybody else that that wanted to go, move from you know working with someone to going and starting their own thing and taking that risk. And you know, I I then worked in the field for a long time and then started to the transition to becoming the quote unquote business owner or entrepreneur. And um, then once you're kind of wearing that hat, you just duplicate what you did from the beginning. You know, it's so like you said, there's a thousand steps you know to to doing that and building that. But after you do it once, you just keep duplicating those steps, you know. And the most important thing to keep in mind guys as you're as you're trying
0: to picture what you, what to do next if you're scared looking at the end of the tunnel and you're like how the hell do I get from here to here? Just Remember it's one step at a time. You don't have to look at all 1000 steps and try and jump the whole thing, jump between steps. Just figure out what you have to do next, and that's where that mentorship really comes into play. One step at a time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's get one percent better every day, right? You know, yeah. and and if you're if you're gonna look at the entire realm of everything, then it's gonna definitely seem way more complicated. But just look at one step ahead. And when you get there and you realize, okay, I'm ready to take another step, then go get that mentorship. John, what is your final piece of
0: advice for blue collar workers listening to this show that are on the fence? They they know that they want to go off and start their own thing, but they're not They're not ready. They're not confident. They're
1: scared. What do you, what do you have to say to them? Just get started, man. It's as, it's as simple as that, you know, it goes back to what we were saying earlier on trying to create that perfect scenario and man, it's never going to happen. And, and there's, there's not a better time than right now to go start a business, Uh, especially in the blue collar industry. There's such a monopoly in every little area. If you're really, really good at what you do and you know, you're good at what you're going to do, Good at what you do and you know you're willing to put in the work and put the energy in to grow and scale your business just get started man that's it's, it's as simple as that i can tell you you know 10 different things that you should do but unless you're willing to take the step to get started it doesn't matter what the first step i say is going to be
0: man couldn't agree with you more and guys if you're listening to this and you enjoyed John, you need to go check out his podcast, Grinding for Greatness. It's on YouTube and podcast. There's lots of cool tactics and motivation for you to get started. Take those next steps. Uh, And John, where's the best place to get in touch with you for listeners that maybe want to shoot you a message, have a question, or just want to follow your journey? Where's the best place to do that?
1: Yeah, you can find me on on all social media at official John Seaman S E A M A N. That's how you spell my last name. And and you know if you're listening and you're and you're you know thinking about some of these tactics and some of these steps, don't hesitate to reach out to me and shoot me a DM. You know you can you can go to my website. It's just jseaman111 dot com. All my social media handles are on there. You can send me private messages on there. You can find our podcast on there. Very easy to find uh, don't hesitate to ship me a message and ask any questions that I could possibly help you out with.
0: Appreciate You do it. I appreciate you doing that for the audience there, John, and I'll link your social medias in the show notes. So people don't have to search too far. So if you're listening, go annoy John and John, I want to thank you <laughs> brother for, for spending some time with me on the show. It's been a blast talking to you. Uh, I learned a lot. It's not a, a, a subject matter that I get to cover very often. So this was a lot of fun for That's me. Right. Excited to have you in my network, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate having me on and get to share my story.